there. Welcome to the League Lowdown. This is Greg Ellis. And I'm your other host, Diane Tenwakio. So, how have you been? Great. We had some football in San Diego oh, last weekend. Oh my gosh, I am absolutely excited. I'm absolutely excited. Did you did you did you get to watch any of the games? Did you get to check some of it out? Oh, absolutely. I am the biggest film nerd, and because <laughs> I only had San Diego to focus on this weekend, you all got my full attention. You have my undivided attention. Nice. Likewise, likewise. I had a few spies down there, you know, hitting hitting me up with the with the lowdown, the cheese man la calle, you know. I so I found out a bunch of stuff that's going on besides what I got to see on video. So it was uh it's pretty it's pretty dope. We learned a lot about what the what you know, what the league is going to look like in San Diego and what we found out is that Pericos and Vipers look to be the class of, of San Diego. They are who we thought they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I agree. I, you know, I had them at the top of my list coming in as the teams who were going to, you know, perform well, especially in week one. I'm not getting too excited yet. Um, Pericos didn't play, you know, the upper echelon according to the records here. I, I You know, I just, as the season goes, I'm excited to see how the different all of the different kinds of teams. I mean, you know, San Diego had like a mesh of of uh, personalities and teams down there. Um, and uh, I don't know. I kind of want to get right into it, talking about, like, you know, what I think <laughs> talent-wise, comparisons, you know, where I think the league is going. Um, so I'm going to hop right in. <laughs> I'm going to hop right in. All right, so we had we had a family affair. We had the Garretts, you know, and we had the, the, the QB on uh, – uh, X-rated, right? And we had the the sun on vipers, or was it the other way around? We're not talking about the vipers. We're talking about the cobras, a different snake. No, you're right. It was the other snake. It was the other snake. It was X-rated and cobras. X-rated and cobras. Um, still a great game. Uh, X-rated came out on top. Uh, sun beats pop. You're not my dad. Right? <laughs> so uh, you know, look, I knew coming in that you know these these two teams were going to be somewhere on the the top end of the standings in san diego um i know a lot of those cats they um you know they're ballers um so this is really not unexpected um you know the the one and one records really reflect who they played they both played to, uh, one of the top teams so um and then they play you know then they had the game against each other so the record doesn't surprise me that it's one and one like I said, we'll know more in the next couple weeks. Um, well, and Anthony Garrett really popped on film. You know, he had four touchdowns this last weekend, and so maybe he was relishing uh, going against Big Pop. Right. Well, and and listen, last week I kind of talked about this style of play. One of the things you need to figure out is how you're going to use a center. And what they did was they put Anthony in the center spot. Well, that's sneaky. He's 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 already pretty good. Now you have now you can move him however you want to. There was a couple times you know they had him just chip and go. A couple times he went straight into a route. Um, so it makes the defense think that's a whole nother level that the defense comes to. So that was a very smart, smart move on their part. Um, and it, it, you know it ended up helping him to the dub. Well, Greg, this is a random question I have for you. And so playing football as long as you have, you've probably played against people that you loved and, and people that you hated. Mm -hmm. And so what is, you know, when, when those opportunities happen, do you feel like you play better against people you love or people you hate? Um, If they're not wearing my jersey, they're not people I love at that point. 
So honestly, That's it fair. really doesn't matter. They're not on my squad. So, I, you know, for that hour, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I only see I only see a number and an ability and you're an opponent at that point. So I don't care if it's my son, it's my grandma, it's the homeboy, it's the enemy. Everybody's opposition at that point. So if you're not wearing my jersey, you just have to know you're getting everything I got. Mm hmm. I'm going to kind of skip around here, but I, I do want to kind of talk about the Pericos. I mean, they're, they're 2-0. They're sitting on the top. Kenny had a monster week. Goodness gracious. 14 tubs and no picks? What? Oh, my God. Yeah, Kenny woke up, and he chose violence on Sunday. And yeah. so, Not to you know, I saw the graphic on uh, they didn't Facebook play the comparing uh, Kenny to, you know, this the Lebowski. Come on, so man. A little I'm bit not more trying excited to scam anybody here. To see them play. Uh, you know, you know some I'm, of the I'm just. squads who look to be a little bit more competitive. Um, they didn't get up. They didn't have a whole lot of a rush, right? So, I don't know what it was, but I guess the strategy was we were going to <laughs> we're gonna trick him and not rush so now he's got to think about it <laughs> that yeah. did not work it did not work boy he got dotty on them all night it was crazy yeah he was looking a little co too comfortable out there yeah it's um so like i said i you know it, it'd be nice now here's another surprise one of the best rushers i've played against no disrespect to all you uh you folks out there but one of the rushes i've i've one of the best rushes i've ever played against was is cam wilkerman and it was interesting. I think he rushed twice. Yeah. You know, he rushed twice on Sunday. Um, but what he did do was he freaked them on offense. You catch that? Oh, boy was dipping and hip swerving. I'm like, okay, I don't know who this cat is. I think he took a, he, he took a five-yard pass and, like, went to the house, just skirted out on the safety. And I'm I'm thinking, I don't, I, I don't, I've never seen this from this dude. So if that's the kind of effort they're going to get from Pericos, when what I hear is they've got even bigger weapons coming out. Shout out to Ocho. Shout out to Darius Walter. I mean, I heard they've got those two cats coming out too. If Cam is going to be doing this in the middle of the field and then they've got those cats to play on the outside, ooh, ooh. Well, and one of the things that drew me to Tough League was the aspect of being able to watch film. And so, you know, I host this podcast, but I'm also a developing player myself. And so... I watch a lot of film to figure out what I can learn um, from players in, in Tough. And so from that perspective, Cam Wilcom really impressed me in terms of both offense and defense, his vision. And so his ability, you mentioned the dip and to turn, you know, a five-yard pass to, you know, a touchdown. He showed sort of that same vision on defense, you know, playing in his own. And so, you know, Cam mm -hmm. Wilcom really stood out to me as someone that I – want to learn from um and you know bringing that element to a team that's already going to be stacked that's going to make them even scarier right 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 i i i, I totally agree you know um it, it it was it was refreshing to see i like to see players doing different stuff so the the, the that was a pleasant surprise i would have to say um, Greg, you know, one thing that we were talking about before the podcast was, you know, Cam being one of those players who traveled um, and played ball and, you know, how that may have contributed to, you know, these new developments in his game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I a firm believer in that. I'm, And I'll say it anytime anybody asks me about it, I'll say it. If, if you want to be one of the best flag football players, you've got to travel and play, period. Period. You can't play in the same place your whole life 
and tell me that you're one of the best flag football players. No, you're not. You're one of the best flag football players in that area. Maybe, right? Because <laughs> a good flag football player ain't got to tell everybody they're the best flag football player. People will know and they will say it. But, you know, I, I know he's traveled, you know, to go play games, you know, all over the place, regardless of what the league was. And so, um, you know, you, you pick up tips and tricks whether you want to or not when you go travel and play. And it, it, it's all to the betterment of your game. Yeah, and, you know, the other team that we mentioned as being, you know, sort of the cream of the crop were the Vipers, who looked impressive. Um, they played, you know, X-rated as well, pulled out a close win against them, but I saw a lot from them that I liked. Um, you know, I know that their QB, Jay Aldretti, you know, he suffered a pretty significant elbow injury um, back in 2019, and then... 2020 happened and so this is really the first time that I'm seeing him play again um, and he looked good and you know there are there are weapons on that team that you know are going to make them really dangerous and so you know a couple of people that stood out you know Greg Cooper um, Corey Thorell Brandon Beal you know those that that offense was potent you know whether if you know it was Brandon Beal on a seam route you know uh, Greg Cooper you know making plays in the end zone that's I mean I see the Vipers and the Pericos, and I see two teams that can really contend, um, you know, in the national playoffs. All right, all right. I, you know, I you know those guys are are flag football savvy. Um, I didn't know Jay suffered that elbow injury. Like literally, the I think 2019, I played against them in a in a tournament. You know, just a random tournament that we went to down in um, San Diego, and I didn't know he he must have suffered the injury after that. So. That's crazy. Well, I'm glad to see he's back out there. I'm glad to see he's balling again. Like I said, this team is football savvy. I don't have a whole bunch to say about him. Like I said, they didn't really play, you know, the top of the top. But they did do what they were supposed to. You can only play who's across the, you know, who's across the line from you. So, I mean, they did their thing. They did their thing. Well, what I love about San Diego is that the folks in the league – all know each other mm. about as well as you you can know anyone and so nobody in san diego is going to surprise each other and so on any given game on any given week it's going to be who executes better and so you know i saw things from you know pretty much every team in san diego that intrigued me um you know i thought x-rated looked good um you know i saw that uh cobras had dj scott who might be you know, the most talented physical player in the league. And so, you know, there we talk about Vipers and we talk about Pericos, but there are, there are things happening on other teams that, you know, make San Diego intriguing top to bottom. I want to talk about a team. I want to talk about one of the winless teams. I want to talk about Flash. Now, their record doesn't really, to me, show how good this team was. Um, their quarterback was under duress. The whole, the whole night, both games, right? And he made some big throws, the whole night, yeah. right? Um, they took two L's, but he balled out, and they've got athletes. They had two receivers who were guys I call go get it, yeah. Where he threw it up, and they went to go get it. Um, and I think that's going to translate into wins for them. I see them actually climbing the standings and ended up somewhere in that, that four or five or six spot. Um, I don't see them staying in that bot, that bottom tier, 
the whole season. I mean, from what I saw, this team is good and and they'll they'll pull out some wins. I mean, they, you know, get a couple games under their belts. A couple of these guys look like they might have been maybe new to the kind of uh, format. Um, but I, I see them. I see them coming up and, and playing big and being right around the middle of the pack come playoff time. So um, I just I, I just wanted to shout that out because, like I said, I I think we're going to be talking about this team. Yeah. I, mean, I think I, I see them. They may upset a couple of teams. Right. And we'll be talking about them. Yeah, I mean, Michael Vandenkolk and Nick Pascarella, those are the two players that really stood out to me on Flash. And, you know, you see the score, you see the record, but, you know, on video, that team right. looks good. It, yeah, and so, like I said, I, I, th- I think I think they'll they'll do a lot better than their record says. You know, we talk about these teams, and we haven't talked about everyone. There's there's some one-in-one teams that I'm, I'm, I'm going to reserve uh, my opinion on yet because I, I want to see them a little bit more before I even say anything about them, right? But I wonder if these top teams, Pericos and the Vipers, I wonder if they can mess with what we got going on here in, L- in L.A. L.A. Conference stacked 20 teams in Titan. That's crazy. 20 teams, right? North North L.A.'s got eight. South over in Downey, they've got 12. Top to bottom, I mean, it, it, it looks pretty good. I wish we could get. Maybe we can get one of these guys on the phone to kind of talk. Maybe I ask them, see what they think. I like that idea. You know what? One of the characters down there, and and his team went two and zero this weekend. Let's, let's let's hit up James from James McCarver from Vipers. <laughs> All right, James. Congratulations on you know y'all had a good weekend. Y'all went two and zero. Appreciate that. How y'all feel about it? Oh, we feel good. We feel good. We didn't have all of our players, so just imagine if we had all of our players out there. It would have been. Would have been an uh, even better win. I got you on because I got a question. I got a big question. It popped up right now, and I said, you know what? Let me, let me get somebody on the horn and talk to them about it. How do you feel y'all would stack up to the talent that's going on right now in L.A.? Oh, man. Honestly, right now, I, don't, I feel like nobody can touch us right now when we're at our best. Ooh, I like it. It don't matter where they're from. So you you basically saying you don't care who line up against y'all. You got y'all, you, yeah. your money's on y'all. All day. Always bet on us. Well, James, 100%. I have a question for you. You know, I am a true believer that every league, whether it be Los Angeles, San Diego, New York, they all have their own, like, brand of football. And so right. what do you think separates San Diego from everyone else? What what makes you the cream of the crop that's uniquely San Diego? Oh, we just going we, – on offense, we just go over your head. And on defense, man, we we pressing. We man press. Ain't, ain't playing 10 yards off the ball, nothing like that. So we just uh, – we go full force, you know. Once we put our hand uh, – put our, uh, our foot on your neck, we're not letting go pretty much. Yeah, so it's that killer instinct. That's the San Diego brand then. 100%. 100%. 100%. Last time we talked, the team that I thought – was going to be the cream of the crop in L.A. was Black Panthers, right? Now, I still say Black Panthers are the cream of the crop. Whether yeah. whether y'all mess with them or not, I don't know. But hmm. it kind of sounds like you saying you don't care who coming out of L.A. Y'all got this. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Roll exactly back the tape. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Do you really think you can bleep back Black Panthers? I thought we can beat anybody. 
Okay, okay. And so you think you guys can match up with them? Because, I mean, I, Black Panthers, you know, they they pretty athletic. And so we, y'all got something for that? What, what, we, what you trying to say? We not athletic? We don't have no athletes? <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I, I'm asking you if you believe that y'all athleticism hey, is on any par. Day, any Sunday, any team can be beat. That's what. That's all I'm saying. So when you say that any team can be beat, you know, that sounds like you think that you might be the underdogs against Black Panthers. Is that? Uh, you, or do you think that you're favored? Pot, Diane. You're <laughs> stirring up the pot right now with that. Stop it. So basically all you're saying is that you could beat anybody that line up across from you all. Any, man, come on. I don't know. All come right. on. I'm going to say this. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> what if I have somebody who may have a different opinion? <laughs> oh, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Mm. Okay. Hey, Wynn, what you got to say about that? I got Wynn Macaloni from the Black Panthers on the other line. Who? <laughs> you know who it is. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> he said, who? Yeah. can beat us? That's what would you think it can happen? Come on, man. I, like I said, any given Sunday, anybody can be beat. Yes. Says like a true underdog, for sure. Um, hey, call it what you want. <laughs> No, I mean, honestly, look, if there is anybody that does have a chance, you know, I would say it would be you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I mean, like you said, any given Sunday, but like, if I'm being honest, like, you know, I just don't see it happening. For me, it comes down not to, you know, uh, the Calhouns um, or or the Wim Ackland. It comes down to the quarterback play. And I have way more confidence in my quarterback Um than any other quarterback on any other team because it don't matter how good James is, somebody got to get him the ball. As uh, you should. So, yeah. you know, I agree like, with I mean, that. That's what it comes down to. And then also, I, I look at mm-hmm. like my quarterback's going to have all five seconds to throw the ball because, yeah, I'll make sure of that. Mm. But so you know, we have some dogs on that defensive side of the ball, though, right? On that in the secondary, secondary we got some dogs. In the secondary. And, on, and, and in that rush, we got some dogs, too. And they will get dogged, 100%. <laughs> All right. All right. They will 100% get dogged. So what I'm hearing, Wynn, is that you're saying that it's come down to the quarterback play and that you guys win that matchup. I think the, I think the lack of pressure um, that they're going to be able to not generate when you are uh, not you are not stopping ivory is, is that right now you are okay. not stopping ivory you are not stopping jordan you ain't stopping nobody on our rushing man you, you okay. better knock that out you know that okay. you i, not I, I know don't that. know that i haven't known that so mm. um, this is what I love about the national era is that we can actually have these conversations and this can actually come to fruition. Already, just having this conversation, I'm already excited as, you know, in terms of the matchups that we could possibly see, you know, when the end of yeah. the year comes around. Mm. We need to make that happen. It's definitely yeah. going to. James, your your rebuttal to that origin, his original statement was that your guys' defense is, is, is that thing, right? we dogs alright so then if he thinks that his offense is superior you think the def- your defense is superior uh, if that game was to happen like to- if that game was to happen tomorrow what do you guys think the score would be we talking high scoring we talking about defensive struggle what are we talking about we gonna win that's that, that's what it is that's what I'm talking about we gonna win if we play tomorrow we win it so you <laughs> okay okay that's fair win what about you 
I just don't see it going the way that he thinks. I mean, you know, a flag, you know, sometimes it could be you expect a lot of points and then all of a sudden nobody scores, right? They just, they, you know, for whatever reason, it's just nobody scoring. So, I mean, the score doesn't really matter. To his point, you know what I mean? It's all about getting the dub. So I don't care if it's by one point or if it's by by three uh, three scores. I mean, it's all about getting the win. If y'all don't cut this out, this ain't no philosophy class. I want to know a score. Give me some. Give me some meat and potatoes. Well, so is this? Just to be clear, uh, which James is this? This McCarver. Oh, so I was giving you way too much credit. Oh, <laughs> it's getting oh, spicy in here. A, I thought it was a James that mattered. I'm sorry. Um, no. So James well, McCarver. You know, what, hey, what, hey, don't don't play that game. You know exactly what, who you're talking to. What what league is this? What you mean? What league is this? I, I'm saying, like, what what city? What what city is this? I don't know who. I don't know who James first of all, is. First, first Man, of all, stop. in the Titan Division of the San Diego Conference, you're playing Titan Division in the Los Angeles Conference Tough League. Understand? Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, okay. So this score, Ivory is good. You know, he is one of the best rushers out there. Um. I'll give you that, uh, but we're cooking James for sure. We, mm. We're going to go at you. The secondary is not that good. I thought this was James Calhoun, if I'm being honest. So, mm. got it. Mm. You know, hey, hey, he know what he's doing. My bad, my bad. I forgot. You know, you know. I thought it was a James that mattered. My bad. Mm. Like my par- my partner over here said, this is something that can actually come to fruition. I mean, within the national era, we may get to see this matchup. Sounds like the confidence is with both of you guys, right? I, honestly, I, you know, like I said, regardless of who I pick, I think I would not be surprised whichever one of y'all teams won, really, because I do think you guys are two of the top teams in Southern California. Well, and from what I saw in this past week, I like the Vipers. You know, I, I know that Black Panthers is fully loaded, but, you know, I know, you know, from what I've seen, and I'll see L.A. next week. I mean, right now, I think Vipers might be the time, the team to beat. Um, from what I've seen, the Black Panthers and, and, you know, just from previous tough seasons and what I've seen, you know, tournaments, recent tournaments, things like that, I just, I still got to go Black Panthers. Um, but I, I think it would be a good matchup. But I'm going to give you a score. I don't think either defense is going to stop the other team. And that's just real. I'm looking. I'm thinking it's gonna be like a fifty point, fifty one fifty kind of game, right? Um, and so that's that's where I see this going. I see this being a barn burner. Um, I know sh- uh, the two QBs are gonna do their thing. Yeah, and we could see you two play each other. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're all playing for. It's the national, the national cup. One hundred percent. Uh, if he didn't know me then, he gonna know me now. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> he gonna learn. He gonna learn today. Okay. Did that fire you up? Did that did that did that light something? Maybe now you gotta show I think I think Wynn just punished the rest of uh the the San Diego conference. <laughs> hey, hey, trust me, I always remember a corner with two knee braces. That's who we attract. <laughs> hey, you bringing up things from three years ago. You better stop it. Wayne is just ruthless. I, hey, I, wait, hey, I remember Stone Cold Steve Austin off the Oh, oh he remembered me now. Huh? Yeah, he remembers you now. He remembers you yeah. now. 
Yeah, we'll remember though. We'll we'll keep going to that side. Promise you. Yes, sir. I'm waiting for you. All right, man. Thank you. Y'all have a good night. So to be fair to win, I don't think we even told him or prefaced who we were talking to, but I do think that it resulted in some fire that I was not expecting. Uh, there is no way I believe Win did not know who he was talking to. He's just, he's toxic in that way. And you know what? I'm with it. And listen, the fire between them is, the between the teams is absolutely what we're going for. We want to see the competition. We want to see the teams come up against each other, butt heads, you know what I'm saying? Two Rams on the side of the mountain. I mean, I, we wanted to see that. And, you know, we they gave, they gave us a little, a little preview of what it would be like out there on that field between the two top teams like this. Yeah, and the L.A.-San Diego rivalry has always been like this. And so bringing in, you know, that along with all of the other leagues around the country, I think it's going to be fire. Fire. Speaking of Black Panthers, let's move on to L.A. City of the Angels! Holy smokes. There is a ton of teams in L.A., if I'm looking at this correctly, we have 20 Titan teams and 24 Spartan teams in L.A. alone. This yeah. is crazy. The flagship league is back and better than ever. And we talked about the, this last week, you know, sort of compressing to two, you know, conferences really has just made L.A. dense as hell. You know, both in yeah. North and South. Yeah. Uh, well, I know that the the South South Conference um, for LA is going to pull some teams from Orange County, right? They're going to come up and play in that Downey League, and then uh, you know the Valley just have a ton of people who like to play flag football. So, um, like I, you know, they have twelve. They have twenty in their conference alone. Um, so it's just you know it's. I can't wait. I'm kind of excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Right? I'm going to take a day and say, look, babe, I love you, but I'm I'm going to be gone all afternoon watching flag football. Name something you can't wait to get out of at the end of your day. Joyce? Marriage. <laughs> and I'm going to have me a good time. Well, and I want to plug the tough, you know, the Tough League app because I have been using this to look up rosters and, you know, spent an afternoon doing that. And as I'm seeing rosters being updated, I'm like, ooh, there are going to be some stacked teams in right. L.A. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at Endgame in particular. You know, that's the one that jo uh, Joy De La Torre's, you know, going to be throwing for. And you know, the names that are popping out at me, you know, Porky, Steven Torres, that's you know, maybe the most dynamic center in tough. You know, I'm looking at James Calhoun, who is one of my favorite players. You know, the man's too strong. He's too good. You know, he's going to anchor this team. And yeah, I... <laughs> if you, you know, if you, uh, if you listen to win or, you know, you, you take win's word for it. Right, right. Well, I mean, you, uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you another player on in game that I like that. That's actually uh, an impact player. And that's Sean Taylor um, at corner. He's, he's, He's locked down, right? Um, I've played with him before. He's locked down. Um, so, he, I mean, you know, they, you're right. Endgame picked up some pretty good players. And so now they're going to be up there in that mix 
top of Titan and Downey. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to put in an order, a, a top, you know, top five teams yet. I think everybody pretty much knows who I'm gonna have in the top five, um, at least one of the teams. But, <laughs> but for for right now, you know, Titan looks pretty strong. Um, switching over to you know North Los Angeles in that Valley League, um, you know, familiar faces, Goonies, Savages. But there's teams like the Blackhawks and Dark Knights that, uh, you know, they they were Spartan teams a few seasons ago. And they were like, we want to challenge and we moving up. We're going to play Titan. Love to see it. I love to see it. Um, I'm, I want more teams to have that kind of fire to be like, look, I want to move up. I want to play Titan. I want to play against the best. Um, I can understand if, like, you know, your Sunday afternoons is – you know, you, you out there to have fun and wreck, but these dudes is like, nah, we don't want that. We want to go, we want to go, we want to we want to crash through and we want to play the top. So I wonder why we don't see some Spartan teams move up. You know, is it because they see it as sort of a wasted, you know, season of losses? What 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 is it? I think I think that may play a part. I think some some people are like, why would I move with the Titan and play and then be at the bottom and not really give myself a chance to win a championship, regardless of, you know, which division it's in? Um, What I say to that is you're only going to get better playing against the best. Another thing I would tell teams is to, I mean, not look at Titan as like better players or better teams. No, it's a different mentality. That's really all it is. I mean, because there's a lot of Spartan teams that rival Titan teams as far as athleticism, ability. Right. The difference is it's a mental game. Right. There's a mental game to flag football that separates Titan and Spartan, even just in how they play. Right. And so I think that separates. So I think that more Spartan teams would move up, play Titan and realize, you know what? We belong here. We can do this. They just got to do it. It's a a mentality. You got to want to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So, I mean, you know, being the top three in Spartan every year. I mean, what do you get out of that? Wouldn't you rather try to be top three and Titan, especially if you know that, that you can do it? I mean, most of these players have played some sort of football at some point before. Right. And probably, you know, high levels, even if we talk about varsity high school. So I'm looking at the teams in Spartan and one that sticks out to me as being, you know, always being on the top are the park bumps. And so I'm wondering why, you know, they're content with being the top of Spartan and they're not making a move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always see them in Spartan, and I know, I know these cats, and they're good enough to play Titan. I, I don't know why they, um, they don't make the jump. I tell you what, though, um, I know a few of those dudes. Let's let's, let's get them on the horn and see if we can ask them. Oh, hey, Josh, welcome back, man. Are you excited? Are you guys excited? It's been like a year and a half since we've had football in the valley. Yeah, man, way too long. It ended right in the middle of our playoff run. We never got to see what we could do that last season. Okay. Oh, okay. So you hit right to where I want to go. So yeah. I see you guys <laughs> have signed up in Spartan again. Yes. I know you guys. You guys have athletes. You guys are good. What's the mentality going into you guys staying in Spartan and at the top of Spartan rather than just making that jump and going up to Titan and battling? If I'm being completely honest with you, man, as a team, we don't feel like we've earned it yet as far as the, the veteran park bums who have been park bums before Tough League. I mean, I feel like we have to win Spartan before we can jump up to Titan. We don't belong there. We, we have to earn it is the best way to put it. We've, we, we've been close 
I thought last season was going to be the one to do it, but like we just mentioned, COVID knocked, uh, knocked our season short. Had we finished that and won out, we would have loved to jump up the Titan this season. So hopefully we can get a dub in the championship this year in Spartan and then maybe test the waters in Titan the following season. Well, this came up because, you know, we were talking about how Spartan teams in L.A., you know, you look at Titan teams in everywhere else. So Dallas, you know, uh, St. Louis, you know, and we feel like Spartan teams in L.A. are, you know, could crush those teams. We always wonder, we see a team like the Park Bums who are on the top of the division. And, and we know that, you know, when we look at the, you know, nationwide environment that, that you all can hang. You know, we wanted to get a sense of what's stopping y'all. Um, and, you know, it's, it's exciting to hear that you all want to, you all want to win some hardware first. It's definitely that. And I mean, as just as a squad, the Park Bums, unfortunately, we've had a, a carousel of players over the years. And like, as our record shows, we do great during the regular season, but unfortunately, come playoff times, I have a bunch of guys who can't make games, so it's hard to make it through a season when you don't know who's going to be there week to week. But if we can get consistent, I'm confident we can do what we need to do in order to move up. So you think you guys can win it this season? I mean, I'm never going to I'm never gonna say I don't think we have a chance to win it. Even if we didn't, I always have the, the, the positive mindset to where we know we're going to give it our all. Whether or not we have the squad or anybody thinks we can do it or not, we're always going to give it 100%. And, you know, our goal is ultimately the championship, no matter how we start the season. I mean, I that's that's a nice answer and all, but I want to know this particular season, do you have the pieces to win in Spartan? The best way to answer that is this particular season, we have pieces we haven't played with yet. So we'll find out week two when we play our first game to see how we gel. The plan is to try to get our, uh, our chemistry going and then, Fired up in time for playoffs. Okay, so that means so so I'm hearing no. <laughs> so who are some of the <laughs> so who are some of the pieces though? Get, get, uh, on the real, who who are some of the pieces that you're bringing in that 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 you think can help you guys get to that run? I, I mean, honestly, I couldn't even tell you because they're pieces I haven't met yet. I can talk about the players we've had in the past. I mean, Omar Placenta, he's been our quarterback since day one. He's proven what he can do. We got Jason Overstreet. I mean, that's a one-two yeah. punch. You really can't you can't shut down. And I mean, we have Broderick, we have, we have talent, yeah. That's our, our core guys are there. It's just the, the rotating players. We have some some role players we're going to fill in, and maybe they'll be impact players for us. What about Boo Williams? Oh, yeah, that's Broderick. Boo, that's my boy. I've known him probably the longest out of anybody. But okay, you get the ball in his hands, it's going to be hard to pull his flag. Got it, got it, got it, got it. All right. All right, you have a good evening. So his, his responses were, were interesting, right? It's – um. I think I think I think the way he's thinking is a pretty consistent mindset with a lot of with, with some of the top tier Spartan teams. Um, he sees Titan as a promotion where I have to win the hardware in order to really deserve to move up. I, I see that. However, you know, going back to what he said, if he's got a carousel of players and he's saying that it's consistency that's keeping him from winning a cup. Well, I don't know. I say if that's the case, then you're, you're telling me that you're never going to win the cup. So move up to Titan. <laughs> well, yeah, I, you know, I think that's an interesting conversation to have because, you know, a really good team, you know, things can happen season to season that prevents you from winning ultimately in the championship. Mm-hmm. But we still see you as a good team. That caveat of, you know, we have to win a championship first. I don't know if I buy that. 
You know, I think that that's, you know, something that you say because you feel like maybe you're not ready and, you know, you go back to, well, we need to win a championship first. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I, 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 I don't I don't know if Titan is necessarily a promotion. I think Titan like a, is a mindset. That's where you feel that Absolutely, your team should yeah. be playing. Yeah. So uh, although, like I said, I respect I respect that mentality, right, that he wants to earn it. Um. But I but I see Park Bums as a as a top team regardless of whether they have a a Spartan Cup championship or not. If their core come if the core that he just listed comes back, I I think I I don't see a, a better Spartan team. And yes, they should win. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way I see it. I think they should win. They should win Spartan based on the players that he's talking about. Um, like I said, I I believe that they could be competitive and Titan. So absolutely, I think that they should win Spartan. Um. But you know, you never know. I, I, like, there's a, there's a, <laughs> there's, there's twelve, fourteen teams in Spartan and in, in, in Van Nuys, right? So, some I don't know all of these teams. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you what I do know is that Park Bums are gonna be right up there, and and in in my mind, I don't, I don't see any other teams who could beat them. Yeah, and I think what we're saying is that you know they don't need a championship to be a Titan team. You know, they just need to come in with that mentality that we're a Titan team. Right. We have a tough her. Uh, heat wave tournament coming up yeah i mean we've been talk we've been talking about getting women's football back into tough and we finally pinned down a date and i'm excited to see what the landscape of women's football looks like now in tough are you gonna play oh absolutely the sirens are always gonna be coming for it but this time around you know since um you know in the past year you know before covid san diego tough her um, became a thing they you know i think they finished up their previous season just before uh, the pandemic hit or that's you know or it was close to being finished up now i see this heat weight tournament as being an opportunity for the la teams and potentially the san diego teams um to bring it on the field and see you know how they stack up to one another and so in san diego we had players like Brittany Torian and Colleen Wilcom playing both on the pride, but also on tough six men's team and finding success. And so I've been interested to see how, you know, teams like the pride, you know, would stack up to, you know, a team like the Sirens or the Alliance or Mayhem. And so this is really our first opportunity to see that. Yeah, ladies, I hope you're listening. Come out and represent. Bring your squad, bring your skills. Let's make this heat wave tournament something real. So let me know, what do you know about the landscape of Tough Her right now? You got any insights? Yeah, I mean, you know, in Tough Her, in LA, it's always been Sirens and Cobras. I don't see that changing for the foreseeable future unless these San Diego teams have something to say about it. We have SheUnit, who played the Sirens in the last Tough Her championship. You know, Jonah Shaw and her crew, they've been... And they travel. Yeah. <laughs> and Greg, you always get on the sirens for this, for not <laughs> traveling. But Jonah Shaw, let's see if the last year playing travel ball, it was enough to bring them over the top over teams like the Cobras and, and the Sirens. We know that the Bobcats, who, you know, played in the last tough first season, they're, they're itching and raring to get back in there. You know, the team that we know is the Mayhem, you know, it's looking like they've uh, diverged into two separate teams. And so, you know, I think that there might actually be some competition and, you know, not since the first season of Tough Her, will we have sort of a depth 
of field. I'm excited for that. I've always thought it was interesting. I, I mean, I've refed some tough her games, and I feel like they're actually more violent than the men's games. <laughs> Man, those girls want it. They go after it. It's crazy. Uh, but I'm excited that that's 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 even a thing that we're getting that to getting that back and um, building with more teams. I don't know if it's a bad thing that one, you know, a team like Mayhem version two teams. All I hear is that we get two more teams. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Tough Her has really been in the forefront of growing the women's game and, you know, getting back into it after the pandemic. You know, this is really an opportunity to, to you know, really bring a lot of talent together and really, which sort of the idea of the West Coast versus East Coast, you know, are we bringing in teams from the Bay Area or Vegas or, you know, Phoenix? Really a lot of opportunities to grow the women's game with, with Tough returning. Speaking of Tough coming back, it's not it's not always just the same old i heard some new stuff in tough like uh there's this extension rule you heard about this yeah i've heard about it you know as far as i know i didn't see any teams in san diego utilize it but i i think that we're expecting to see teams doing it in la this weekend so for those who may not know this is basically a version of the onside kick right an offense scores completes their extra point they have an opportunity for one play to get to midfield from the five yard line to get the ball back what is the penalty they don't get it the other team gets the ball at the 15 four plays coming in from the red zone so there i mean it's you know risk reward like it should be for any sort of uh an extension play like that but it's meant for you know a team down multiple scores with not a lot of time on the clock to be able to score and then have an opportunity to get the ball back um, with with destiny in their own hands and not have to depend on whether the other team messes up on offense. Well, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what dimension that brings to the game. In you know, teams can only attempt it uh, up to twice per game. And like you mentioned, it's that risk-reward. And tight games near the end, you know, it, it's going to become a bigger, you know, a big factor um, but obviously, it being a new rule, it'll be interesting to see how it actually plays out. Um, I think it changes strategy, right? I know, like, for instance, I'll give an example. I am 100% against deferring to the second half if I win the opening coin toss, right? Well, how does this extension rule change that for me? Well, now I'm thinking, man, maybe I want to get the ball. And let's say I score right before half. I might want to use the extension rule to try to score again, knowing that the other team is going to get the ball coming out of half. Right. It, it, it changes strategy. These are things that people are going to have to think about now. Right. It becomes a chess match, which is what I love about football. There's only a finite amount of room. There's only a finite amount of angles. The chess matches is in comparing the two. And this rule gives a whole nother dimension to tough league that I think will boosted into the stratosphere yeah i mean teams who have played in tough for a long time who think that they figured everything out here's a new wrinkle that you have to incorporate into your game but my question is how many teams do you think will successfully pull it off this weekend this season whatever you want i think i think i think right now on paper there's some teams with some strong offenses um where i see speed at the receiver quarterback with a big arm who I think are going to try successfully and do this. I mean, really, really, it's 
Um, I I, I want to say if you, if you're talking about a weekend where they're you know twelve teams are playing in L.A., I want to say maybe four teams try it. Mm-hmm. With with somewhere around a you know twenty five percent success rate, maybe one out of four teams, right? Yeah. But I mean, who knows? Maybe somebody hears this and they're like, you know, we're, we're going to try way more than that. <laughs> you know well, what I'm saying? and, you know, if you want our eyes on your film, I'm going to be looking out for that this weekend. I absolutely want people to try this. I know you can only do it twice, but why not? Yeah. Right? I've always said when I get up big, I like to finish people off. Right? I don't want to I don't want to be part of that story where it was this amazing comeback. Screw that. <laughs> So I'm the kind of person up four touchdowns and I'm going to use extension rule to go up five. <laughs> Why give him a chance? Yeah. Right. So the idea is that this extension rule is going to be sort of the same function as the onside kick, which we know is very small success rate. Three percent, maybe. Yeah. And so if we start seeing teams completing this at 35, 40, 50 percent, what do we do? You know, what does that need to change? A 30-yard pass happens all the time in flag football. But you have downs after that if you're unsuccessful, Mm -hmm. right? I think what's going to make this less successful is just the sheer scariness of if you don't complete this one 30-yard pass, well, now the other team gets the ball at my 15. They got four plays to go 20 yards. Well, and... In any other play, teams ha- you know teams have to defend and think about the shorter pass. In in this play, all they're looking for is that thirty yard pass, really. So if our defenses are giving up 60 percent success rates on a one play thirty yard play, then they need to rethink how they play defense. That's terrible. <laughs> but like I said, I, but but you know what? There's there's going to be guys and there's going to be mismatches where. Right. That, that's just that's just the way it goes. I mean, you 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 want to manipulate. You want to take advantage of whatever kind of mismatch you have. And if you think a 30 yard play. Right. And you only get like I said, you only get it twice a game. But even if you do it twice a game, you know, it's, it's, it's a free possession for you. So defenses are going to have to think about it. Right. Um, and like you said, you don't have to worry about the underneath unless you're just a team that sucks at pulling flags. All right. So I'm excited. There's a lot of games this weekend. Uh, week one. Week one in L.A., week two in San Diego. There's a lot to look forward to. A lot to look forward to. I'm Greg. And I'm Diane. And this has been the League Lowdown Podcast.